0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Miami Vineyard Podcast. We hope this message encourages you, breathes life into you, and helps you experience God's love. Enjoy the message.
1: Hey, Miami Vineyard, so good to be with you. So good to be with those of you joining us online. Hey, can we make some noise and welcome our online vineyard family? Come on, let's hear it for them. My name is Kevin. I'm one of the pastors, and happy Super Bowl weekend, everybody. Big game later today. I'm just curious to see who you might be cheering for. So if you're cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs, make some noise. Let me see Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. If you're cheering for Philadelphia Eagles, let me see, make some noise, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. All right, how many of you are cheering for neither team? (laughs) That's the biggest, yeah, yeah. All right, how many are cheering for Rihanna in the halftime show? Anybody? And how many of you are cheering for the commercials? Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, the commercials, commercials. You know, 130 million Americans are gonna be watching the Super Bowl. That's one third of this nation will be tuned in, 130 million people. And those commercials in the Super Bowl, they're not cheap. You know how much for one 30-second commercial, you know how much it is? $7 million for one 30-second commercial. So, make sure, be watching carefully for our Miami Vineyard commercial coming on. So, yeah. be watching. <laughs> you know, the commercials increased over last year by 30%. Wow, but that's just not commercials, right? That's everything. Everything has gotten more pricey. Everything. I mean, you go to the grocery store, you've got to take out a second mortgage to get a dozen eggs. And it's not just grocery stores. I mean, it's, it's things Amazon, Netflix, Spotify, haircuts, mani-pedis, everything is going through the roof. And you know what? We feel it. Everybody feels it. You feel, you feel, you, 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 you just feel stretched and pinched. And I'm just curious, how many of you would say that over the past year, you have felt a little stretched financially? Can I see your hands? A little stretched financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're online with us right now, just put stretch in the chat. We all feel it. We feel the stretch, and it's, it's not easy. That's why we're beginning a brand new series this weekend that we're simply calling Stretched. Because it is a challenge right now with, with prices increasing on almost everything and our paychecks staying the same. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. But look, look, here's what we believe. We believe it is possible to live in Miami, one of the most expensive places to live with cost of living compared to earning power. We believe it is possible to live in Miami and still experience financial freedom. It's possible. I'm not saying it's easy, but we believe it's possible. We believe it's possible. But we've got to learn to trust God with our finances. We've got to learn to trust God. And there's, there's So, you know, any anytime, anytime we talk about finances or money, I just wanted to say up front, it's, it's always awkward. It's, if you have a conversation with your spouse about money, it's awkward you have a conversation with your family or a conversation at work. Anytime you start talking about money, it's awkward. So look, I just want to let you know that, that I, I, we, we got, we got a, a rule here when we talk about money here. Here it is. We don't want something from you. We want something for you. We don't want something from you. We want something for you. And what is that? We want you to be financially free. We want you to experience financial freedom. And so, that, so when we talk about these, these issues and the, this series on stretch, we want you to be financially free. And so, so today we begin a conversation. It's gonna be a three-part series. I'm gonna give you a couple things today to think about, a couple things you can have some great conversation as you drive home together and talk about. So we're gonna have a little conversation. We're gonna have some fun together. But as we get started, I'd love for you to locate some message notes. Message notes, are you can find them on our Miami Vineyard app. If you don't have the app downloaded yet, you can simply, it's a simple download. Go to your app store, search Miami Vineyard. Or if you're in the room today, scan this QR code in the seat back in front of you. A free download of a Miami Vineyard app. Once you get the app open, tap on this weekend message notes, this weekend message notes. Or if you want a paper copy of the notes, you can go get one right now at a pub table in the back. Just grab one of those copies of paper notes and you can have those as well. This will be a great weekend to take some notes. A great weekend, a great weekend. So there was a time not all that long ago, where people lived differently than we do today with our finances. Really just one generation ago. You talk to anybody who's 70 or above, and they'll tell you that everybody had a rule when it came to finances. And some of you are going to think it's a crazy thing you ever heard. But here was the rule. If you don't have the money to buy something you wanted, you weren't allowed to get, yes. That was a rule. If you didn't have the money to buy it, you couldn't get it some of you are stretching your heads going dude that's crazy thing you ever heard <laughs> just charge it the problem was you couldn't charge it back in the day there were no charge cards and the rule was this if you didn't have the money to buy something you wanted you weren't allowed to buy it you had to wait those of you who are, who have a mom or dad or abuela or abuela who are older right you 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 know this you know this and some of you might remember that it was, they had to pinch pennies. Some of you might remember when, when, when these people, your mom, your dad, your brother, brother, would, would, would save the tinfoil and reuse the tin foil. Anybody remember that? Yeah, reuse tin foil. Yeah, my mom did that all the time. Don't, 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 reuse it, reuse it. Right? Because the rule was, if you didn't have the money to buy something you wanted, you, you weren't allowed to get it. But then something happened that revolutionized society as we know it. Anybody want to guess? Yes. The credit card. It revolutionized society as we know it. And so, in this, in the, now I don't have to wait to get it. I can get it now. In this whole idea of not having to wait to get something, the whole idea that I can have it now has caused enormous problems. Not only in our finances, but in our personal and spiritual lives as well. Because now we owe. We owed a MasterCard, we owed a Visa, we owe rooms to go, now we owe. And look, I wonder, I wonder in our lives if everything that we haven't paid for yet, right, we have it on credit cards or payment plans, if everything we haven't paid for yet suddenly disappeared, I wonder what would happen. We'd all be naked and afraid, yeah, exactly. I want you to notice what the Bible says. Now, you've got to understand, the Bible has so much to say about money. People are shocked. They're just shocked when they realize how much the Bible talks about money. In fact, they're shocked about this. Jesus talked about money more than he did about heaven and hell combined. This was 2,000 years ago. People, this was important to people. People still struggle with this stuff. All for, for, since the beginning of time, people struggle with this. Look what the Bible says about this. In, in Proverbs 22:7, 7, the Bible says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is what? Is what? Is slave to the lender. Meaning, meaning that when you owe people money, when we owe people money, we are enslaved to them. We're enslaved to them when we owe people money. And, and a lot of us knows how this feels. We know what this feels like to have this debt hanging over our heads. We know what this feels like to feel stretched. We know what it feels like. It's just a let me give you. It's just yuck. It's just it's just this feeling and and we wonder is there ever going to be a way to break out of this? The good news today there is a way. The Bible makes it very there is a way. Now, it's a different way of living and a different way of thinking. But it brings life and it gets us out of this constant battle of trying to keep it afloat and trying to keep it afloat. So I want to give you, as I mentioned in the beginning, I want to give you three things today to get our minds going. Three things to think about. Three things to embrace today. Today's a great day to take notes. So here we go. Here's the first one. Here's the first one. Three things that are going to make a huge difference in how we handle our money. Here we go. Here's the first one. Number one, embrace the value of self-control. Now, we all believe in self-control, but let's be honest. Self-control is not easy to do. You set your alarm for 6.30 because you want to get up. And then you hit your snooze button 35 times. Right? it's hard. It's hard. We say during the Super Bowl, we're going to have one helping of chips and salsa. Right. We go shopping at this store, Target, and we say... And we say we're only going to get one thing. Right. Who goes to Target gets one thing? Nobody. You've got to have the security guard help you carry out your purchases. Because, listen, I'm, we're, just, we're just being honest. Self-control is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. But it's critical to living life and even more critical when it comes to our finances. In fact, look what the Bible says. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a person who lacks what? Yeah, self-control. Look, self-control is so important in so much of life. It's important self-control is important with our emotions. And self-control is important with our anger and self-control is important with our passions and our desires, but it's really important when it comes to our finances. And what this verse is saying is if we don't have self-control, we're like a city without walls. The enemy can attack, anybody can attack and And we're vulnerable to debt. With no self-control, we're going to end up in trouble. So look at somebody next to you right now. Look at them and tell them, you need self-control. Tell them, you need self-control. Tell them, you need self-control. You need self-control. Now, don't tell them why they need self-control. Just tell them you need self-control. Now, look, we all have self-control up to a point. I could take any of you to the mall with me. Anybody. I could take you to the mall with me. You'd walk by that store, you'd walk past that store, you'd walk past that store, but all of a sudden you come to that store, whatever that store is for, for, for any of us, right? And all of a sudden self-control goes out the window. We all have self-control to a point, to a point, and all of us have our weak spots. And what happens to us is when it comes to our finances, we are way too willing to hand control over to somebody else. We say, I'll let Visa decide how much I can spend. I'll let MasterCard decide how much I can afford. And the question no longer is, how much do I have in the bank? The question is, how much do we have on the card? What's the credit limit? And it makes it really hard to have self-control. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. If you struggle with self-control, you are not alone. God wants to help. God wants to help. And and so many times, I don't. Sometimes I don't think we access the very power source that God wants to help. In fact, look what the Bible says in Galatians chapter five: When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce what? Yeah. You know, there's a simple prayer. I pray every morning when I wake up, before my feet hit the floor, I just say this simple prayer. You might want to try this: God, fill me with Your Spirit. God, fill me with Your Spirit. What that simple prayer does, it just acknowledges the fact that I need God in my life, that I can't do life alone. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit today. Now listen, we can do this. What I'm talking about today is not impossible. It's not impossible. If you're in debt financially, if you're stretched financially, there's only one way out. We've got to begin to exercise self-control when it comes to finances. So let's practice a little bit today. So I'm, I'm going to give you a couple things, and then we're all going to say, uh, a collective yes. So, let's, 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 so let's, let's practice this, okay? On the count of three, I want to hear one big yes. Ready? One, two, three. Yes. Okay, all right, all right, we're good. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Can I, can I drink coffee at the office instead of at Starbucks? Yes. Okay, okay. Can I bring my lunch to work instead of buy my lunch? Yes. Okay, good. Can I do my nails once a month instead of twice a month? We were doing so good, we were doing so good. We were, and all of a sudden, no, no. I heard a very male yes there to that one. All the guys, yes, and all the ladies, no. All right, all right, right, let's get back on the yes train here a little bit, okay? Let's get back on the yes train. Can I go out to dinner in South Dade instead of going out to dinner in South Beach? Yes. Yes. Can I give up the cats and save money on cat food and litter? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So listen, if we're gonna break the cycle, we gotta begin to make some choices. Now I'm just getting us thinking today, right? I mean, think with me. Do we really need to have a $5 cup of coffee every single day? Now, listen, it's okay to get a Starbucks once in a while, but every single day? Does our 10-year-old really need to have an iPhone 14? Listen, if you got it and can afford it, that's a different story, but most of us cannot. We just slap it on a card. Do we need to get a car washed and waxed every week? Maybe not every week. So, I'm, I'm, again, just, I'm just getting us thinking. I'm just getting us thinking. Just getting us thinking about some ways that we can chip away at this so, we, so we're not always so under the pressure. We're not always so stretched so we can get okay. So, number one says embrace the value of self-control. Here's number two. Told you it's a good day to take notes. Here's number two. Embrace the value of sacrifice. Now, sacrifice has got such a bad rap. I mean, just the word, right? sacrifice it just sounds evil doesn't it like sacrifice (laughs) sounds like it's from the pit of hell i mean just the word but listen 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 i want to change your thinking today when it comes to this word sacrifice i want to change your thinking because if we think about it a different way it can really be powerful here's a definition of sacrifice i put it on your outlines on your notes Notice the definition. Here's sacrifice. Sacrifice is giving up something you love for something you love even more. That's sacrifice. Giving up something you love for something you love even more. For example, my wife, Debbie, and I, we have five kids. We had five kids in eight years. We got them started, couldn't get them stopped. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> so before we had kids, and now... Before, during, I, I love, I love golf. I love to play golf. Uh, I love to watch, I love to play golf. But golf, and it, it, some of you know, golf is, golf is not cheap. And golf takes time. So before we had kids, I would play golf once a week. No big deal. But once we started having kids and they were younger and they were home, it was important for me to be home. So, so I had to make a sacrifice. I had to give up something I love for something I love even more. I had to give up golf, not not entirely, but I but instead of playing once a week, I started playing golf once a month. I gave up something I love, golf, for something I love even more, and that's my family. So that's that's sacrifice. Or let's let's take the Super Bowl, for example, later today. These players in the Super Bowl, all right, these guys, they're giving up stuff. They don't they're all on this diet to you know to be in tip top shape, but trust me, these guys want to eat a different way if they could. They want to eat some junk food and all this kind of stuff, but they're not. They're sacrificing. They're sacrificing their free time so they can pump the iron and do what they got to do. They're sacrificing things they love for something they love even more, and that's a Super Bowl win. All right? Let's, let's, let's talk about money for a minute. Many of us go on a family vacation. I highly recommend a family vacation. I think they're awesome. I think every family should do it. But here's part of the problem. We go on a family vacation, and then we spend the next six to nine months paying for the sucker. And we're going, wow, I love the family vacation, but I just hate how it just puts us in the debt every time we go. So, so look, here's the deal. Is there something in our life that we love that we can give up for something we love even more? Some of you like movies. You love movies. You've got every movie channel on cable TV, and then you've got all the other stuff too. Disney Plus, Netflix Plus, Vineyard Plus, whatever. you got them all. Okay. I'm not saying to give up movies entirely, but could you give up some of those services and save money so that you could go on a vacation debt-free? Give up something you love for something you love even more. Okay? That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Or, or let's say this. Maybe you love going to lunch every day. Or maybe you love buying your lunch. Maybe, maybe, maybe Uber Eats comes every day. But you, you love getting that $10 sandwich and that $5 drink. But that's 15 bucks a day. What you love more is getting out of credit card debt. So maybe we give up something we love, that's eating out for lunch every day, for something we love even more, and that's getting out of that bondage of the credit card debt. By the way, do you know how much approximately, you know how much money we can save if we bring our lunch to work instead of go out to eat every day? Do you know how much money we can save? Over $100,000 over your lifetime. You will save $100,000 if you bring your lunches that eat out for lunch every day. There's gonna be a line at the Publix Deli this afternoon. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So the problem today is in our culture, we ask the wrong questions. When we go to buy something, we ask, well, how much do I got left on the card? Instead of asking, how much is this really gonna cost me over months and weeks and years? So let me push in the clutch a little bit. Let me really depress you. (laughs) <laughs> do you know do you know how much the average credit card debt is here in this country per person you ready how much credit card debt average credit card debt you ready $17,000 yeah people want, oh that's not so bad $17,000 on credit card debt now If you pay the minimum payment, which on that would be $250 a month, 18% interest. If you, even if you don't, if you pay the minimum payment, $250 a month, because it's 18% interest, even if you don't add anything new, you don't buy anything else, you just leave it alone. Do you know how long it's gonna take you to pay this off? 40 years. If you pay the minimum payment, just the minimum payment, it's gonna take you 40 years to pay that off. And do you know, and at 18% interest, because all you're paying is pretty much interest. You're paying just a tiny bit of the principal and mostly interest. Do you know how much after 40 years, do you know how much you're going to end up, that $70,000 is going to be, you're going to pay the credit card company? You ready for this? You ready for this? You're going to pay that credit card company $110,000. Because when you pay the minimum payment, it's just 250 dollars and maybe only $10 goes toward that, and all the rest goes towards interest. So that's $17,000, you're gonna pay him $110,000. Okay, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. Let's say you don't got credit card debt. And let's say you take this $17,000 and instead you invest it, right? You invest it. You put it in a place where the money's gonna grow. You invest it. And I know now investments are not getting much because we're in this tough economy, but, but over the years, investments have made 10 to 12% over the past 40 years. And you take that $17,000, throw it into investment, you live it there 40 years, the same time frame. Leave it there 40 years. Do you know how much that $17,000 is going to turn into? You ready for this? $1 million. If I invest that $17,000, $1 million. That's the good news. That's the good news. But oftentimes, we don't, we don't think about this. We just, we, just, we just live. And we don't think about this, but it really makes an incredible difference. You're going, Pastor Kevin, that can't be true, but it is. It is true. Think of what you could do with this kind of money. I mean, you know, seventeen thousand dollars. Maybe I mean, how did we get there? Well, maybe it was a quince, Maybe it was a cruise. I mean, I'll hold Whatever it was. Think of what you could do with a million dollars after forty years. You could cruise the rest of your life. You could you could be so generous. You could be so resourceful. You could you could change so many lives, just with that money. But to do this, is not easy, folks. It's not easy. See, the problem is nobody tells us how to handle our money. You know, all of a sudden we become adults at whatever age adults become adults. 18, 22, 25, 35. Okay. At some point we become, we have to start adulting. But nobody tells us how to handle our money. Maybe, maybe mom and dad, maybe not. Maybe you watch mom and dad going, I ain't doing it that way. I don't know, whatever. So listen, we have a class. We have a free class that we're offering here on Wednesday night, starting not this Wednesday, but next week Wednesday. Not, not this coming Wednesday, but a week from, called FPU, Financial Peace University. It's a class that's gonna help us learn stuff like this so we can learn how to manage our money and really make a difference down the line. See, but we, really, so, so listen, I wanna encourage you. You can, it's a free class. You can sign up for Financial Peace University. If you got the app open, go to the More button, M-O-R-E, go to the More button, the MOS button at the bottom of the bottom right side. And tap on More, and you can sign up for Financial Peace University today. You can sign up for this today. And it's a free class. So, so again, a couple things to think about today. Get their minds going because we're gonna have a conversation about this over the next three weeks. So just a good, 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 fun conversation in this. Okay. So embrace the value of self-control, invasive value of sacrifice. Here's number three. Here's the third thing I want to. I want to invite you to embrace today. And number three says, embrace the value of the supernatural. What do I mean by that? This, this is where God shows up. That there, you've got to understand, there is a God who wants to help. There is. There's a God who wants to help. There's a God who doesn't want you living in this mess over here. He wants you living here. I, he, God, God just wants to, he wants to bless your life. I'm not saying he's going to make you rich. I'm saying he's going to bless your life. That's what I'm saying. God wants to bless your life. He might make you rich. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying he wants to bless your life. God doesn't want us living in this, this squeeze. God doesn't want us living stressed in any way. He doesn't want us living relationally stressed. He doesn't want us living financially stressed. He doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be free, financially free. And God wants to bless your life in such a way that, that you not only have enough, but you have more than enough to share with everyone around you. You're going, Pastor Kevin, come on, man. This sounds too good. Okay. It's going to take handling money God's way. And here's the first thing God says to do with our money. Look at this next verse. First thing. On every Lord's Day, Saturday, Sunday, each of you should put aside something from what you have earned during the week and use it for the offering. The amount depends on how much the Lord has helped you earn. So I get asked this question all the time. Pastor Kevin, when you guys take up the offering at the end, like, how much should I give? How much, how much do people give? How much should I give? That's a great question. Very good question. I mean, should I $5, $10, $1,000? I mean, what, what, do I, what do I give? That's a great question. So the Bible call, talks about something called a tithe. A tithe is not a word we use every day, but it's in the Bible. You can Google it. Tithe means 10%. And what, what, what it means is this. God says, God says, look, first of all, we got to understand that everything we have comes from God, right? Everything, everything. You go, whoa, 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 time right there, preacher boy. You go, hey, whoa, 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 I work for this. I busted my butt for this. Yes, you did. But who gave you the mind to think with? Who gave you the hands to work with? God did. God did. So everything. Yeah, come on. <laughs> everything we have is, comes from God. So he gives it all. And God says, look, I want you to remember where it all comes from. I want you, and I want, I want you to take a risk on me. I want you to trust me. And God says, if you will give me back the first 10%, not all of it, just give me back the first 10%, give it to the local church where you call home, give it back to me. God says, I am gonna bless your life in ways that you cannot imagine. In fact, look what he says in the next verse. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That's to the local church where you call home, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, the windows, and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. Meaning, God says, God says, look, God says, there is, there's windows that God wants to open. The windows that God wants to open, but the windows only open when we give back to God. We take the first step. We take a risk on God and trust God. And then God says, look, I'm going to, I'm going to blow your minds with the way I'm going to bless you. So, so that's what God says. It's the God factor. It's the supernatural. So let me help you out with this because 10%, I used to be a math teacher here in Miami-Dade County Public Schools. I used to teach math and used to teach computers. And so so I know percentages can be hard to figure out. So I want to help you figure this out a little bit. So what I want you to do in your mind right now is I want you to get in your mind, get the your paycheck in your mind, whatever whatever amount that is, okay? So let's just I'm going I'm just gonna throw some numbers up here because ten percent. I'm gonna give you here's a hack, here's an easy way to figure out ten percent, okay? Let's just take a hundred dollars. All right? Let's just take a hundred dollars. Whatever number it is, you drop the last number and that's 10%. So let me see, where is that winner of the $100 gift card earlier today? Where are you? Right here. Okay, right here. Look, that gift card, $100, $10 goes back to God. <laughs> now, look, we already helped you out with that. Your gift card, okay, look, look, your gift card says $100. It's really like 90 because we already took $10 off. I'm just kidding. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. We did not do that. We did not do that. So, you, so look, we all have a choice. People say, well, so, so I get paid from the church because I work full-time here for the church. And they say, well, why don't they pay you 10% less? Because I have a choice if I'm gonna honor God with that or not. Just like we have a choice. So again, <clears throat> take any number, any number. Here's 10%. Let's, let's, say, let's say your paycheck, I'm just making stuff up, 1,833, okay, whatever. Drop the last number and that's 10%. That goes to God. Let's say you were commissioned, 5,000. 331 drop the last number and 533 goes to God now I know what some of you are thinking right now because in your mind right now you're dropping the last number and you're going there's no way God getting that Hmm. (laughs) 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 Pastor Kevin you crazy Look, this is not a tip, it's a tithe. But let's be honest, we will tip 18%, 20%, 22%, and not even bat an eye. God's only asking for 10. We will give a server, and they deserve it. We give a server who brings us a meal, we give them 20%, but we won't give the God of the universe 10%. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Who's our trust in? Now now look, again, not what we want from you, what we want for you. Why am I teaching you this? Not what we want from you, what we want for you. Well, the church is broke. They're asking, no, 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 no. This is what we want from you. This is what we want for you. Because I know what can happen in people's lives because I've seen it hundreds of times. When people will take this challenge and say, God, I'm going to give you this 10%. And I know, I know, listen, this is a challenge. That's why God said in the verse, he said, test me in this. God said, test me, test me. Because God says, I know you're freaking out. So he says, test me in this, test me. I know what can happen in your lives. I've seen it. I know what can happen in my life. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I want you to hear right now from somebody in our church family who she's experienced God's faithfulness in her life when it came to her giving 10% to God. This is Tanya's story, watch this.
0: Hi, my name is Tanya and this is my tithing story. I started going to church at a young age. I joined the choir at a young age and church was always a part of my life. At that time, I wasn't tithing, I wasn't thinking about it then because I was young. But just over the years, you hear the pastor speak about tithing and, you know, giving honor to God eventually sank in. It was something that I didn't even think about. I just felt like tithing was one of those things that I could do. There was a time when I was like going through a rough time, right? And I had been tithing for years um, and I lost my job, I got laid off. My husband and I had just separated, and I found myself in this situation where I'm this new mom, I have this house with bills, I don't have a job because I stopped working after I had my son, and I was thinking, okay, Lord, what are we going to do here? I just prayed on it, and God really just, He did everything else. So I was able to get a job, I put my son in daycare. And I went to work. So I didn't have it figured out. I didn't know what I was going to do. But somehow the bills got paid. And after I got through that ordeal, I would look back and I'm like, how did I do that? And I was like, wait a minute, I didn't do that? God made a way out of no way. Like Jesus fed all those thousands of people with a small amount of fish and bread. I feel like that's what God does to your money. He stretches it. He expands it beyond what you can't imagine. That's what he's done for me through just this tithing process. He provided. I never was late on any payments. I was able to keep a roof over my head and my son's head, and he just provided. really feel like because of that experience, and I had done what he asked me to do, and of course I tried to on all things, but specifically tithing, he provided, he showed himself true, and it totally has strengthened my faith. So my name is Tanya, and that is the reason why I tithe.
1: I love that story, single mom, saying God made a way where there seems to be no way. That's, 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 that's the supernatural, that's what God does. So I wanna invite you into something today. On the Super Bowl weekend, I want to invite you into something, and that's this. I want to invite you into what we call the 90-day first and 10 tithe challenge. Will you, for the next 90 days, take God up on his challenge where God says, test me in this? Will you do it for 90 days? I'm asking why we say 90 days, because it just takes a while sometimes. You don't you give to Like, I tithed on Sunday and nothing happened on Monday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It takes time. Will you, will you try it for 90 days? Will you give to God the first 10% for 90 days? Give back to God the first 10%. And look, we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. We're going to make you a money-back guarantee. That if after 90 days, I'm not saying God's going to just do some, you're going to win the lotto. Okay? I'm not saying that stuff. I'm saying if you don't feel like there's a difference in your life, you don't feel more free financially you don't feel like God's like involved in your life in some way. You get it all back. You got a 90-day money-back guarantee. So here's the deal. Will you take up the 90-day, first and 10, 90-day type challenge? Now, if you take up the challenge, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to send you emails. So here's what you do. Here's what you do. On the, in the seat back in front of you, you're going to take God up on this challenge. You're going to say, God, I want to, God, I want to do this for 90 days. Next 90 days, I'm going to do this. In the seat back in front of you, this card, scan that QR code. Once you scan the QR code, several options come up. One of those is 90-Day Tithe Challenge. Just click on that. If you give us your name and your email address, I'm going to send you some emails that are going to be helpful and encourage you in this process, this 90-Day Tithe Challenge. We're not getting your name so we can knock on your door and say, how come you're not giving? That's not this church. You've got to know that's not this church. That might be a church you came from, but it's not this church. We don't behave that way. We don't operate that way. We want to help you. We want to, we want to help you. That's why we're offering this class. That's why I'm offering this challenge. This challenge is to help you get financially free in your finances. So you scan this QR code. And if you want to 90 days, say, I'm, I'm an, I, I, I don't know, Pastor Kevin, I don't know, like, yay yay. yay yay ay, yay. Ay, ay I don't know, Pastor Kevin, but I'm going to trust God. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to trust God. and we going see what God's going to do. So, so, that's up to you. This is an invitation to you to take him up on this challenge. But, but I'm gonna pray for you as we go. So let's, let's pray together right now. Let's pray together as we wrap up this, part one of this conversation. And even as, even as I'm praying right now, if you're scanning that code right now, you just keep scanning because this is your response. You're responding to God, prompting your heart right now. You scan the QR code. If you're joining me online right now, if you're online with me right now, I know you don't have the QR code there in front of you, but if you're online, you send an email to Pastor Kevin at Send an email. Just say, I'm in on the challenge. Just say, I'm in on the challenge. So we have to praying right now. I just encourage us to pray. Maybe to bow your heads, block out distractions. Keep scanning. If you if you if you keep doing, if you're doing that, let that be a response. God, we covered a lot of ground today. First of all, God, can I say to you thank you? for your wisdom on finances. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for what you teach us in all kinds of money management ways. Thank you, God. Thank you, you to care about this. That you just, you just don't leave us alone to just figure it just kind of do the best we can, but you care about it. And God, you want us to learn, you want us to grow, you want us to handle money in a healthy way, in a godly way. Thank you, God. God, you never want money. You never want money to be a burden. You want it to be a blessing and a tool. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. And I pray for you right now. For those of you making the commitment today, I'm praying for you. For those of you who've made the commitment for decades and years, I'm praying for you. And for those of you today, you're going, Pastor Kevin, if God doesn't show up in my life in some kind of supernatural way right now, it's going to be a mess. So I pray for you right now. And I pray, God, that you would come. Let your kingdom come. God, let your power come. Let your presence come. God, may we experience, may we experience your supernatural power in our lives. And I pray all these things today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen.
0: Thanks for joining in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review, subscribe to this channel, and share with a friend. We'd also love the chance to connect with you. You can text the word NEW to 786-705-8930. Again, that's NEW to 786-705-8930. And we'll give you some next steps with how to plug in and get connected here at Miami Vineyard. We hope you have an amazing week, and thanks again for listening.